0: Let's turn our attention to headlines coming out from China. Now, from the protests erupting across the country over the weekend to the future of China-Taiwan relations after the opposition party in Taiwan won big at the midterm elections. To give us an analysis of those headlines and much more, we're joined on the line now by Dr. Oei Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Good morning.
1: Very good morning to all of you.
0: Good to have you with us. So let's start off with the headlines that have been dominating the papers over the last few days. Protests erupted across China throughout the weekend in an unprecedented show of defiance against the country's stringent and increasingly costly zero COVID policy. What are your thoughts on the protest in China? Are you surprised by what's happening right now?
1: Well, yeah, I'm uh, slightly surprised at uh, the extent of Mm -hmm. these uh, waves of uh, protests because uh, over the last decade or so, of course, uh, China is under increasing uh, control in terms of uh, people expressing their views and and so on. So there's this brazenness in in going to the streets and uh, defying all these lockdowns. I think that's... and a development which we should pay close attention to, yeah.
0: And would you say then, given the gravity of the, the protests, this is a monumentous, these protests are monumentous when we're looking at China's history?
1: You, well, it is still uh, evolving, uh, but uh, yeah, let's see how uh, far and wide you would uh, extend and uh, whether the Communist Party would adopt what kind of approach in dealing with it, yeah.
0: Okay, so why do you think this frustration with China's zero COVID policy is taking on such a large scale? Are there other undercurrents at play here?
1: Well, I think it's mainly the severity and uh, sometimes mm. unpredictability of how this zero COVID policy is uh, carried out. Uh, for example, the, sometimes you are in a building and there's somebody who who, who is infected mm. and whole building will be shut down for an extended period of time. People could not get to work and uh, in instances, uh, you know, the building uh, was caught fire or some very sick patient could not get to hospital and, and so on. So I think there was a, a lot of pent-up, uh, you know, frustration, not only in one or two cities but in quite a number, yeah.
0: Okay, what are some of the potential repercussions though?
1: Well, uh, of course, uh, people from my generation, we are, are very tempted to sort of cross-reference this in 1989, mm. right? Where there was also waves of student protests. Uh, so I think uh, the communist authorities would have to, uh, uh, well, they, I think usually the, the way they handle this is by a combination of carrot and stick. Uh, carrot, namely, uh, there could be some loosening of this policy. Uh, speak, of course, they, they will then go down quite hard on some of these uh, protests.
0: Okay. We turn our attention now to Taiwan. We did have the midterm elections, and Taiwan's president, Tsai Ing-wen, has resigned as a leader of the island's ruling Democratic Progressive Party, DPP, after her party suffered heavy losses in the midterm ele- elections. What are your thoughts on the results? A surprise?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's quite a surprise uh, Mm -hmm. because uh, just uh, two years ago, uh, China uh, performed quite well in the presidential election, right? I mean, granted, this is a midterm, but to have such a lopsided uh, result in favor uh, of the other side uh, from the ruling party, that's quite a surprise.
0: So why do you think DPP suffered such heavy losses then?
1: Well, I think uh, it's a combination of uh, the Taiwanese economy in general Mm -hmm. not performing well over the last few years. And also, uh, I think people, Taiwan has developed uh, to such an extent that uh, sometimes people can be picky in terms of, uh, you know, dealing with uh, local issues ranging from uh, municipal issues, uh, traffic, transport, uh, you know, how you deal with your, uh, waste uh, policy and and so on. So uh, apparently, I think uh, those issues have taken precedence uh, over more, shall we say, national or strategic issues such as uh, facing down China and so on.
0: So, Doctor O, oh, do you think then that well, I guess what do you think this means for China Taiwan relations? Because KMT is widely seen as friendlier to Beijing, isn't it?
1: Well this is a this is a series of uh, local elections mm-hmm. so those electors, they are mayors and so on so individual uh, taiwanese cities they may uh, resume more robust especially economic interactions with china now that they're under kmp rule but in terms of overall taiwan's uh, uh, policy in dealing with uh, china i think that we will have to see uh two years from now when there's a uh, presidential
0: election yeah we're speaking with dr Oei's sun senior fellow singapore institute of international affairs we turn now to the uk because british prime minister rishi sunak is said to come out with an evolutionary approach to dealing with russia and china dr o what can we expect from mr sunak's as he said evolutionary approach when it comes to dealing with china
1: well, frankly speaking, up till now, it's still rather vague mm. as to uh, how evolutionary yeah. uh, that would be. Apparently, it would entail a combination of uh, making sure the British uh, domestic economy is uh, strong and capable, and uh, on the international front, uh, trying to make more friends, uh, including uh, European ones such as uh, France and so on. Uh, But I think a lot of people would would pay attention to when it says... evolutionary, would it mean sometimes you are nicer to China and Russia and sometimes not? So Hmm. that, I think, is what people are paying attention to. And, you know,
0: I think we've got to put into perspective his history as, you know, his previous role as Chancellor of the Exchequer. How do you see his years running the Treasury influencing how he handles this situation?
1: Well, because that's perhaps the most relevant reference Mm -hmm. point, right? Because he had never... Uh, taken any foreign policy portfolio. And of course, when you are the finance minister of a country, mm-hmm. you of course look forward to uh, more trade and uh, and uh, investments uh, with and from uh, China, for example. So from that perspective, he could be seen to be taking a softer line on China, maybe. And, and maybe that's why he says it's evolutionary. That means he could change from time to time. Uh, But still, we are still waiting for him to spell out the details of this uh, evolutionary foreign policy.
0: Okay, Dr. Oval, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us this morning. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Dr. Owi Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, Singapore's most influential radio station.
1: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio
0: app.